Being a mom is not a sacrament. Being a dad is not a sacrament. Being married to a spouse is. It is greater. It is a deeper mystery. That's the one we can't neglect, because that sacrament, that mystery, is the source of grace. Yes, for the kids. And this, first of all, because this is irreplaceable. That was Father Brett Terra, and this is part two of his meditation on what it means to be a Redden Christie apostle. In this part, Father Brett will talk about what being an apostle looks like in our family life, what it looks like in our parish life, and what it looks like as we try to help grow our own spiritual family, Redden Christie. I'm Father John Bartunek, and this is the RC Spirituality Podcast. Today we're focusing on apostolic formation, one of the four dimensions of our integral formation. And if you listen to part one of Father Brett's talk, then you know that he's very easy to listen to, speaks very clearly from the heart, and uses concrete examples to motivate us and, and try to help us understand what God is really asking of us. So without further ado, here's part two of Father Brett Terra's meditation on what it means to be a Regnum Christi Apostle. He's reflecting on number nine from the rule of life for lay members of Regnum Christi, and he's going through the characteristics one by one. Tenacious. The word militant is kind of falling out of style, but tenacity. I'm inviting people for Christ the King, and no one showed up. They didn't respond to my email. Oh, well, try again next year. No, pick up the phone and call them. Go over to their house and knock on their door. Tenacious. Just have to try. I'm not saying stop them, you know. I'm not saying bully them, but try. Try. God has given you a phone. Use it. Not just for texting, they they haven't taken out the speaker or the microphone yet. You can use it to call people, right? Invite them when you see them. Holy Week missions. Oh, we sent out the email and we got the flyer. How many people have you invited? And I'm not saying hound them, I'm not saying pressure them. You don't need to be like a used car salesman, but just a personal invitation. Cheryl, I'd be happy to see you there at missions. Would you like to come? Was that so hard? All 10 seconds. Invite. Be tenacious. Don't just do the minimum. And the second part here, I think is very important. The line says, In living their lay vocation, strive to live their family life and the duties of their state in life as their first priority, enlightened by the word of God and church teaching. There it is. In the very Christian rule of life, family first. Your first priority. Why is that important? It's because that is the mission that Christ has given to you. The apostolate will always have needs. We're always going to need someone to help out with Christ the King. We're always going to need someone to help out with Holy Week. We're always going to need someone to help out with Treach. 
The work never ends. And God will raise up people for those particular apostles. But your primary mission is to bring the mystery of Christ, his passion, death, and resurrection, to your family. And first of all, for those who are married, to your spouse. Yes, first to your spouse, not, not your kids. Why? Because your relationship to your spouse, or your future spouse, is a sacrament, an efficacious sign of God's grace, a participation in the divine life. Your relationship to your future kids or your present kids, yes, it's powerful, but it's natural. Being a mom is not a sacrament. Being a dad is not a sacrament. Being married to a spouse is. It is greater. It is a deeper mystery. That's the one we can't neglect. Because that sacrament, that mystery, is the source of grace. Yes, for the kids. And this, first of all, because this is irreplaceable. You, as a spouse or future spouse, are irreplaceable. That sacramental grace of marriage, you can't make up for with a good homily from a priest. You can't make up for that with a good weekend retreat. You can't make up for that with a good mission trip to Mexico. That is irreplaceable. That is foundational. And if you have freely given your consent to be married to another person, God has designated you, you, as the primary apostle of that person. You are irreplaceable. And so the danger can come when family life, married life gets tough. Can't, things are stuck. You can't get what I want. I just don't know what to do. But then, oh, apostolate looks good. Why don't I go out and do more apostolate? I'll stay busy, stay out of the house, be with my friends, help lots of people, feel good about myself. Yes, you're doing good, but not the good that God has chosen for you. Yes, you're helping the church, but you're neglecting the domestic church. And so if there is a danger with being sent as an apostle, sometimes we want to choose and pick who we're sent to. Here I am, Lord, send me to Africa. Here I am, Lord, send me to the missionaries of charity. Here I am, Lord, send me downtown. Here I am, Lord, don't send me to my husband. <laughs> I'm not here, Lord. No, that should be your prayer. First of all, here I am, Lord, send me as an apostle to my husband. Here I am, Lord, send me as an apostle to my children. Here I am, Lord, send our family as apostles into the world. Number three, Raymond Christie members seek to go out and encounter others in the concrete realities of their daily lives. Seek to go out and encounter others. 
What does apostolate look like? What does a mission look like? What does Christ's mission look like? Well, Lord, I organized this event and I sent out a flock note and flyers and a PDF. I sent my PDF out into the world. No. The mission is not about sending PDF files out into the world. The mission is about sending you guys out into the world. Right? All those other things are just means. They don't substitute you. Go out and encounter others in the concrete realities of their daily lives. If as apostles, we expect people to leave their routines, to leave their comfort zones, to leave their workplaces and institutions and entertainments and come to my world, come to my building, come to my place, come to my event, we're setting an awful lot of bars for them to jump over to get to receive the fruits of the gospel, right? We're being like the Pharisees who lay heavy burdens on others, expecting them to change everything in their life in order to approach my life, rather than humbling ourselves and being the ones who go out first into their reality, into their world, into their situation, in order to share what we have. The gospel cannot be kept locked up in the ivory tower. An apostle cannot be kept locked up in her comfort zone, in her safe space. No. Go out. What does this mean? Do we all have to completely change our lifestyles and go out and be missionaries in, in Africa or you know, be a full-time Rem Christie family and get sent to Philippines or wherever? And not really. We encounter other people all the time. I'm sure most of you shop at the same grocery store, right? Do you know all of the clerks at the grocery store by name? I mean, the ones who've been there for years, right? You've, you've seen them for years, the same clerks. Do, do you know them? Do they know you? Going out to encounter people doesn't mean you have to go very far. For those of you who take the train into the city, you're with the same people every day. I see them more than you see your own kids. Do you know who they are? Have you ever spoken to them? Lord, who is my neighbor? Many times my neighbor is invisible. I live with them. I eat with them. I travel with them. I study with them. They're right next to me. They're all around me. And I don't see them. You don't have to go very far to go out. You don't have to go very far to reach in the lives of others. But I don't want to impose. I don't want to be nosy. I don't want to... No. You're not opposing. You're not being nosy. You're not harassing people. 
you are being God available for an encounter. You are being Christ in the world. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Take the first step. That was Father Brett Terra in part two of his meditation on what it means to be a Regnum Christi Apostle. He's reminding us the importance of being an Apostle everywhere. First of all, at home with those who are closest to us, and then throughout our daily activities, wherever we go, we are called to be ambassadors of Christ, to bring Him with us into this needy world. I'm Father John Bartunek, and this is the RC Spirituality Podcast. Remember that at rcspirituality.org, we have many, many resources that can help you Live more deeply your identity as a Christian and your mission to be Christ's ambassadors. So please visit the website and explore all the resources we offer. Father Brett is going to continue his meditation in this second part of part two, and he's going to reflect on what Red and Christie members look like in the parish and on how we can actually live our mission by helping our own spiritual family grow as well. So without further ado, here's the last of part two of Father Brett's meditation on what it means to be a Regnum Christi Apostle. And skipping down a little bit here. Regnum Christi members seek to participate in parish and diocesan life, sharing the Regnum Christi charism with the local church. If we are a stranger in our own parishes, we have a problem. If the pastor doesn't know who I am, I don't know anything about my pastor. If the people I see at Mass don't know me, I don't know them, I'm just kind of cruising in, cruising out, trying to stay under the radar, then I'm not part of my community. I'm I'm a freeloader, (laughs) you know. I come here, I get the Eucharist tonight, I disappear. Build the church. Build the community. The gift that we have as Grand Christian members is not meant to be hidden away, locked up here in St. Mary's Seminary in Lamont. This is not your parish. This is not your parish community. I am not your pastor. We are gathered here to be strengthened, to receive an increase in the grace of the Rev. Christi charism, precisely to bring it back to our parishes, to bring it back to our pastors, to bring it back to our neighbors. Does this mean I have to be on the parish council? Does this mean I have to be an usher? Does it... No. No. You don't have to run the parish. That's a monster's job. But you can't be a stranger. You can't be this wandering uh, sojourner, uh, pilgriming through parishes to parishes. The parish is your home. Graham Christie may be your larger family, but the parish is your home. Just as we're not going to build a Graham Christie house for all of us to sleep in, you know, that seems ridiculous. Well, Graham Christie shouldn't be that place where I go to live my Catholic faith in isolation. That's not what it's meant to be. Because the mission of the parish is the mission of Christ. 
It's the mission of the church. It is the common mission. And we cannot be living out the common mission if we're not also in touch with the parish, with the diocese, with our cardinal. It doesn't mean that we have to do only exclusively things in the parish. It doesn't mean that we have to only exclusively focus on things that the cardinal is interested in. But if we're completely separate, if it's like two different worlds, then there's no mutual enrichment. There's no unity and diversity. There's just fragmentation. Our Lord prayed that they all may be one. Our Lord prayed and sent the Holy Spirit that we may be one. One body. One baptism. One church. The church faces many challenges in these days. As you know, there are many parish closures, many consolidations happening in Archdiocese of Chicago. What are we doing? Are we standing on the sidelines saying, oh, I hope they don't close my parish? Are we just going to wait for the dust to settle? Are we afraid to get our hands dirty and do the work? Or are we going to help with this difficult transition? Are we going to help to bring people hope? We're going to help to give encouragement. There are those who are always negative, who always want to complain about these changes. There are those who are indifferent, just kind of sitting on the fence, waiting. How many of those are positive, are hopeful, are look to the future and see opportunity? I pray that Rain Christie could be a force, an impetus for apostolic opportunity, for renewal, a new life, for the future. And finally, number seven here. Rim Christie members desire to share the gift of God they have discovered in Rim Christie with others. They therefore introduce and invite others to Rim Christie and accompany those who show interest in knowing more about it or in participating in its spirituality and mission. Something I really admire about um, Catholics here in Chicago, especially those from the South Side, is that they have no fear whatsoever to affirm and to invite people to come to Sox games. White Sox fans, doesn't matter how well they're doing, they're loyal. They, they, they wear their caps and, you know, even during the Cubs mania, no. It's not too late to, you can still root for the Sox. You know, come on, cheer them on. Why should we be less willing to tell people about Raven Christie? Why should we be less willing to invite people to see the good things that we have? Let them judge for themselves. And what happens is faith, faith, faith is the key. Because if you are a sports fan 
A team for long enough, they're going to lose. They're going to have a bad season. They're going to have a coach. They're going to have some sort of a scandal or, you know, drug abuse sort of thing. Um, they have bad press, right? If you're looking to be a fan of a sports team that has a perfectly clean record, never a lost season, never a scandal with a coach, never a problem with a player, you're not going to find a team like that because we're all human, right? And so we don't follow a team because they think they're perfect or because they have a perfect record. No one has that. We follow the team because there's something about their story that resonates with us. Their story. Don't forget the story of Red and Christie. Don't forget your story. Because the scandals, the failures, the mistakes, the hard times, they don't change your story. They don't change who you are. They don't change Red and Christie. They're part of the story. They complete the story. And our story is this. We have gone through a major, major scandal. And we've come out of it stronger, humbler, purified. And yes, we've come through it fatigued, tired, beaten up. And so our story, it's not like those Disney movies. It's more like a Rocky movie, you know. We've gotten pummeled. We've taken the, the big blows. But we finish on our feet. We finish on our feet. That means, as Rem Christian members, stand your ground. Stay on your feet. Don't take a knee. Don't lay down on the mat. Yes, you can barely stand. You might not even have the strength to win the fight. But just staying standing is still the victory. Don't give up. Don't give up on your story. And don't be afraid to tell them who you are. Don't be afraid to share our story. It used to be that they thought we were the best, we we're so holy, we we're so conservative, we we're so whatever. And then the scandal broke, and now we're just messed up, contaminated. No. Now people are looking around the whole world and we're seeing that we're all broken. We all have baggage. We all have wounds. We all have sins. Every institution, every diocese, every order, every movement. But we have the message of hope that that evil, that sin, that weakness is not a reason to give up because God's grace is greater. They said we wouldn't make it. They were going to close us down. They were saying we were through, we were finished. But we're still standing. We're still on our feet. 
because what God has begun in us, he will bring to completion. And this is a promise that you can give to any of your friends who may be thinking about Ray and Christie. You cannot promise them it will be easy. You cannot promise them there won't be any problems or difficulties. You cannot promise them that it will go from success to success. But you can promise them that Christ will be faithful. That Christ will stay with us. He will never leave us. And you can promise them that they will never be alone. Don't be afraid to share the gift that you've been given. You've been listening to Father Brett Terra giving a meditation during a monthly retreat on what it means to be a Regnum Christi Apostle, on what our mission really is, to share in Christ's mission. That's the real common mission, the mission of Christ himself. In this part two of this meditation, we've heard Father Brett talk about what that looks like in our family life, in our daily life, in our life in the parish, in the local church, and even as we try to grow our own spiritual family of Regnum Christi. He's been expounding number nine from the rule of life, and I think his reflections have been stimulating. They can make us think about, well, God's perspective. What is he asking of me as a Red and Christie member? And how is this dimension of my life, this dimension of the apostolate, one of the five key elements of life in Red and Christie, what does it look like in my life, and how am I living it? One of the resources at rcspirituality.org that may continue to help you live your mission is our feature called Ask a Priest. Every week we publish a select few of the many questions that get sent to us, questions about everything, about moral dilemmas, about uh, our faith, about how to live our faith in the world. We get questions from all kinds of people about all kinds of subjects. So when you go to Ask a Priest, and you go to that section of rcspirituality.org, you can look at the question, and you can think to yourself, how would I answer that question if somebody asked that to me? And then you can read the answer that we give there and kind of compare. It's a good way to keep fresh, to keep thinking about ways that I can communicate the message of Christ and share the message of Christ with other people, meeting them where they're really at. Because it's amazing how vulnerable people get when they're asking a question online. They seem to have a lot of freedom to do that. So we hope you like this podcast. We hope you tune in, sign up, subscribe for our future podcasts. Uh, And check out rcspirituality.org to find many resources that can help you keep uh, living your own vocation, living your own relationship with Christ, going deeper. I'm Father John Bartunek. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.